everyone, this is Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast, and we have a special episode today. Really a once-in-a-lifetime sort of ordeal. Ryan, my good pal from 3rd and 10, the one I always talk to about football, the more sane of the three of us, he is joining me today to talk about hey. our top 10 list of MCR songs. Ryan, introduce yourself to all the folks here. Yeah, uh, my name is Ryan, you can hear me and uh and jacob and our good friend liam arguing every once in a while on our football podcast third and ten uh yeah i'm super happy to be here i know we're we're usually talking football but today we're talking music changing it up a little bit now ryan is uh mcr your favorite pop punk band or i guess emo one or the other uh i wouldn't say favorite but they're definitely like in the s tier for me Exactly. I think me and you both have a very, we have an appreciation for them. Absolutely. So I think that's why this is probably the perfect list for us too, because it's not often in music where we really both agree a thousand percent on a band being amazing. Oh yeah. I think just off the top of my head, the only other band that I would say the both of us are both like super into would probably be Billy Talent. Yeah, exactly. And Maybe we could do another Billy Talent list at some point, but we've done a few lists already. If you, There used to be an older version of this show, like three years ago, where me and you did a show on that. On, the, and then, on our uh, college on the radio, radio station. <laughs> yeah, we've literally done the Billy Talent list twice. Yep. <laughs> so, so I was like, doing... let's change it up a little. Yeah, let's we're going to do MCR here. today. We're straying away from the CanCon this time. Exactly. Plus, Ryan, here's something interesting, too. Me and you, I think, have very different opinions on what we like about MCR and kind of the highs and lows of the band. Absolutely. I, I would be surprised if our lists, like, overlap at all. Exactly. So, before we jump into the top ten, I'm just going to tell you the rules, okay? Go for it. So, from ten to five, we're both going to say the song, and we're both just going to give one or two reasons. We're not going to go too much in depth, okay? Yep. And then once we do our 10 to 5, we can challenge each other on one or two songs, or we can have a little bit of a discussion, just so this isn't like two hours long. Yeah. Because I kid you not, folks, if me and Ryan wanted to, we could probably talk about MCR till 8 o'clock tonight. We could go five, six hours. Yeah, and just to, to put that into perspective, it's like just after 2 p.m. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Always the host, even on my show. But, uh... <laughs> Here's the other thing, too. Uh, once we get to our top fives, we can go more in depth, and, uh... Before we jump into it, uh, do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to get out of the way? Uh, honorable mentions, yeah, I'm going to give an honorable mention uh, just like straight off to uh, Helena, which didn't make my list. Wow. Um, if, if, it, if it was going to be on the list, it'd be like number 11. So it like narrowly missed. And I also want to give a big shout out to na 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 I know you hate that song, but I really like it. A lot of letters. A lot of letters yeah. in one song. <laughs> but uh, actually, to tell you the truth, Helena's in my honorable mentions as well. Well, there you go. Because I mean, it's I, a fantastic I, song. Oh, definitely. And it's such a great opener for that album, which I think me and you would agree. Maybe, maybe we don't, but the second MCR album, I think, is the angriest. Yes, for sure. It, it's it's the angriest. I, I don't know if it's the edgiest, but it definitely has a lot of teeth to it. So I think yeah. it's a great opener and it sets the stage for that whole album. Oh yeah, Lots of blood on the cover. Definitely angry. 
Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I'll give a few of my honorable mentions. I have more than Helena. I had uh, the song Cancer, which is a really good kind of almost interlude on Black Parade. Yeah. And uh, Honey, the Mirror Isn't Big Enough for the Both of Us, which is uh, from their first album, which I'm a yeah, big fan of. Yeah, that's a good of. song, too. And if there was a number 11, I think this is the most underrated MCR song. It is the song Hang 'em High from Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. This would have been my number 11. It's like the ultimate honorable mention. I think this song is so underrated and so amazing. Yeah, and it's, uh, that, it's real good. <laughs> I like the whistling, too, at the beginning. It has like an Old West feel. Yeah. All okay. right. Uh, would you like me to kick off the list or would you like to start? Well, as the guest, Ryan, I would like you to. All right, so my number 10, this one is off your least favorite album, Danger Days, True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Uh, I'm, I'm starting off number 10. We got coming in The Kids from Yesterday. Okay. It's a little bit of a slower song. Uh, it's got just like a really chill beat to it. I really like Gerard's vocals on this track in particular. Um, it, it just a good time when it comes on. Alrighty, I'll give my number 10. Uh, my number 10 is actually The End, which is going to sound weird because a lot of people like Dead. I, I consider The End and Dead kind of the same song almost. Yeah, I mean, they go into each other perfectly. Exactly. I actually really love the way The End starts off Black Parade. Kind of like Helena, it sets the mood. It's very short. It almost has like a sarcastic tone to it before we get into the punch in the face, which is death. Yeah. So, sorry, dead, not death. That's a band. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, so that's my number 10, even though most people would probably put dead there. If you call them both one song, you can include it. But either way, that's my number 10. So give us your number nine now. We'll just keep, we won't do snake effect. We'll do one by one. All right. So number nine, uh, this one actually not on one of their main albums it was on an album that was scrapped uh but then was released later on uh on a a release called conventional weapons this track is called the light behind your eyes have you uh heard this track before jacob okay i have heard unconventional weapons it's almost like an ep right it's not a yeah. full release it's like shorter right yeah, it was going to be the follow-up record to Black Parade, but they ended up scrapping it and making Danger Days instead. And this this is the one track on that on that collection that really stood out to me. I'm not going to lie here. I'm going to have to like re-listen to that song because I don't remember <laughs> it. I remember being fond of that album, but after Black Parade, you know my opinion on MCR. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really like the song. It's another uh, little bit of a slower one, uh, but it's just very nice. Okay, I like this. I like this. Uh, my number nine is Demolition Lovers, which is uh, the last song on uh, I Brought You My Bullets, You Gave Me Your Love. Uh, really good closer. I really like... It's also a little bit of a slower song compared to the rest of the album. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's got a nice intense ending with a lot of really good screams, if you like that. Nice. So, uh, moving on to number eight. We're going to the Black Parade this time, and I've got teenagers locked in. Nice. I nice. Mean, what can I really say about teenagers? It's just it's just a bop, you know? That and another song, which is probably going to be on your list, I think are the two most recognizable songs they have. Yeah. Like, if you showed anybody, like, who listens to any 
if you listen to anybody who listens to the radio, they've probably heard teenagers come on at some point or another. Probably. So it's, it's just a great recognizable song. I like the song too, but it, I'm, it didn't hit my top ten though. Yeah. Are you going to give uh, it a, a late honorable mention? No. <laughs> no honorable. The music video is pretty funny though. I like the it music is. video. I mean, it's got enough edge to it, right? Oh, yeah. It's fun. Uh, my number eight is uh, Give Him Hell, Kid. From uh, Three Cheers one. for Sweet Revenge. Uh, yeah, kind of like uh, Hang Em High. Something about Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. All the songs had really good openings. I don't know what they it did. is. They all open very exciting. They transition very well to the next track. And I think that's a testament to... I have like three or four songs from this album in a row. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Give Em Hell, Kid... It's the it's the song after Helena, and Helena's kind of more of a slower one. This one picks it up a little more, and we start to see the, as I said earlier, the teeth of this album, the anger of this album. Yeah, well, I've I've got another another song coming out of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, and it's a song that I'm honestly surprised isn't more popular. I think it's one of their most underrated tracks. Uh, Thank you for the venom. That is a great song absolutely fantastic track i was surprised that like it wasn't i mean i don't know if they ever pushed it as a single but like it gets overshadowed by you know tons of other songs on that album and you know there are lots of great songs on that album but i think thank you for the venom is like one of the strongest i think the thing too is and i think you've already alluded to it it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle because Every track on that album transitioned so well. There were so many good singles from that yeah. album. Like, so I think it, it's... It, it's one if, of those CDs where you put it in the player and you don't skip. You just let it play. Like, Ryan, if we teleported that song to, let's say, either their first album or Danger Days, I think it's probably pushed a lot harder and more people like it. For sure. Although, it's just a I, sad I mean, case of being overshadowed. I don't, think, uh, I don't think the song would fit on Danger Days thematically. But, uh, correct, it, Ryan, I mean, but... it's a great song. I was just trying to give an example. <laughs> like, for example, I think my version of what you're talking about, Thank You for the Venom, would be probably Hang em High, in my yeah. opinion. That's like the underrated song from that album, where you see it more as this. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, my number seven, Cemetery Drive. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, three... that was close to making my list as well. Okay. This song is a little chilling. When I listen to this, I get a little bit of chills, which is why I really like it. And it's a very creepy sort of, it's just a weird, creepy song. I love it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely so. fantastic track. So moving on to uh, to number six, I'm actually not, I'm, I'm going off of an album again. So this song was released. It's the opening track on their greatest hits album uh, that they released when they uh, first disbanded. Yeah, it's a song called "Fake Your Death." Are you familiar with this one, Jake? Yes, actually, I am. It's I'm surprised fan- though. This cracked your top ten. I I really love this song. Uh, I love the piano opening. I love the lyricism. I love the vocals. And I remember because when I first started listening to MCR, it was like, you know, maybe two, three, four years after they had broken up. I can't exactly remember, and so. You know, I was getting really into their music, and even, like, I was listening to this song that they put on their farewell album called Fake Your Death, and I was like, I'll probably never see them again, and then late 2019, they announced they're getting back together, 
and uh and they're going on like a world t- reunion tour and uh one of the most exciting moments of my life but also I looked back at that song and I was like they they told us years ago so Songs... I have a question for you about this song yes uh did they ever say which album it was kind of being made for or where it kind of was supposed to go to I don't know like anything about the history of this song other than okay. it was released on that <coughs> on that album May Death Never Stop You which like it's the only I think it's the only original song on that album. They have a couple demos at the end from the Bullets days, uh, but I think like they're demos of songs that were finished and released. Okay, that's fair. So my number six is "Welcome to the Black Parade." Ooh, I it might be a little. I I'm guessing you probably have it higher <laughs> than me, but don't spoil it for the viewers. So or I guess <laughs> listeners, not viewers, they can't see us, but. Yeah. Uh, this song, and I'll tell you why it's only number six. I think it is an S A plus first half of the song when it's all slow and we're slowly building. Mm-hmm. But to me, once we get to the climax of the song, the climax, I I lose interest after the climax to this song. I don't know why. To me, it just kind of sounds. It loses all the build up it had. It loses all the things that made the first half of this song exciting, which I know is gonna piss people off me saying this, but. <laughs> It just kind of sounds kind of generic after, like, there's nothing really special to it after that big build-up, the climax of it. That's interesting. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be talking about that song a little bit later, uh, but I guess I, I'm moving on to number five now, right? Yeah, and this is where, okay, before you go to number five, is there anything you want to challenge or anything you want to ask about or any questions here? Uh, no, no, we'll be revisiting the Black Parade later, so it's all good. Okay. I guess then I just have one question. When it comes to uh, your pick from the Conventional Weapons album... Yes. Where would you place that in the MCR album, like the way you'd rank them? Would you say it's like a top album, or do you kind of not like Conventional Weapons? What's your take on that album? Honestly, it's been such a long time since I listened to the whole thing. Uh, It's hard to give like an accurate reading, but I I remember when I first listened to it, Uh, A lot of it was kind of lackluster, but the light behind your eyes really stood out to me. Uh, So, like, I I don't know. I'd probably place it near the bottom. Uh, But, like I said, I haven't listened to it in years, so I'd have to, you know, give it another listen to to give, like, a a more accurate representation, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. That's very fair. I get that. Yeah, so give us your number five now. All right, number five, we're going off uh, an- another one of their biggest songs, I'm Not Okay. Uh, I mean, wow. the music video, I love the music video. It's hilarious, and I can tell that they had like a lot of fun making that. Um, it's just a fun song. It's like the emo song. Uh, yep. I just it, it, It's good times, you know? I mean, obviously it's not good times because it's called I'm Not Okay, but <laughs> big fan of the song. See, for me, Ryan, this is where it's almost like, like when you listen to my number five, you're probably going to laugh because it's from the same album. Yeah. It's just for some reason in this list, we're, we have the same album in the same sort of spots. We're just picking the different songs, like the different mega hits. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like this song is fantastic. There's nothing bad I can say about it. I just think the rest of the album is just better than it. Yeah. Especially like 
from an excitement standpoint, I'm more excited to hear Cemetery Drive than I am to listen to I'm Not Okay. It's a good song. It's just, to me, it doesn't really, I'm like, it doesn't spark much emotion from me. I don't know why. Yeah. It, it, with, with this song, I'm Not Okay, it's one where when I hear it on the radio, I get really excited, you know? That's fair. That's definitely fair. It's a great song. Oh, I just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just don't connect with it the same way you do. Maybe. What's your number five, though? My number five is, do you know what they do to guys like us in prison? <laughs> That's another really good song. <laughs> and the reason why I really started listening to this song a lot was because I thought the line, like a bullet through a flock of doves, was just brilliant. <laughs> it is a very good line. I'll agree I was with just you on like, that one. I was just like, that's great. I mean, the song kind of has like a sarcastic feel to it. Like some other songs in this album, it's very upbeat. This is definitely one of the most upbeat songs. On the Like, it kind of takes a break from death for a second, goes to just a completely different direction. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so, uh, number four. Yep. I'm going Danger Days for number four. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little bit of hope, Jacob, okay? That's okay, Ryan. This is the last Danger Days song on my list. You know, Ryan, that... You can say whatever you want. You have freedom of speech here, buddy. You can say it's, whatever uh, you want. It's Bulletproof Heart. I love Bulletproof Heart. It's uh, the second, I guess technically it's the third track because uh, there's like a, a spoken opening on Danger Days and then it goes into Na Na Na. Uh, but right after yeah. Na Na Na, it's Bulletproof Heart. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Uh, at the beginning... He sings, gravity don't mean too much to me, and so I just like to imagine him floating away as he sings that. Uh, now, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, and we're not having a Danger Days fight here, but we're going to have a little mini-debate. Yes. Danger Days, in my opinion, is the most corporate-sounding album, I mean, which is ironic of, because the whole concept is, albums, is they're about... That. Which is ironic because the album's about going against the corporations. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to me. That this sounds the most produced, the most corporate, but Bulletproof Heart is definitely one of the highlights of that album. Yeah, it's also one of the first uh, songs I learned to play on bass. So there you go. Oh, I like that, Ryan. So it's got some personal connection to you there as well. It does, for sure. That's like me. One of the first songs I learned on guitar was the original Hockey Night in Canada. Nice. <laughs> Although I can no longer play it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe your brother can help you out with that. Yeah, that's debatable. Uh, <laughs> so my number four is Ghost of You. Ooh, another so, really good song. Exactly. So if you're listening to me right now, you probably think that I'm just a Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge fanboy. <laughs> you wouldn't be think... far off from the truth. Exactly, which is actually funny because I don't think it's their best album, but... <laughs> This track, Ghost of You, the music video is very Saving Private Ryan themed. It's yeah. an anti-war song. It has a nice little, like, and I'm just going off the music video for a sec. It's clip cuts between, like, the beaches of Normandy, and then it's a cut to them dancing in the ballroom. Yeah, it's a really I, phenomenal music video. Exactly. It sparks some emotion for me. Uh, it's... Well, it's a sad, it's probably the one of the saddest songs on the album, uh, and the weird thing about MCR is, I don't know if this song doesn't fit on the album, because it's very out of place, in my opinion. 
Maybe you yeah. disagree with me. No, it definitely is, but like I kind of like it as well because it, it serves exactly. as like a little bit of a somber break in in this very like very angry album, you know. It's just a weird time. It's just a weird. Okay, it's just a, kind of a weird anti-war song and a very angry album about murder and death. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think we can both appreciate that. Absolutely. So, so yeah, uh, my number four is Ghost of You. Well, moving on to number three, I've got Dead off the Black Parade, and I I know you and I like to argue about this track a lot. Uh, which is good it's like it's one of my all-time favorite mcr songs it's like it's a deep cut off that album but i love i mean first off i love the way that the end like goes into it It, it's phenomenal like the two of them when you when you're listening to them you know going one into the other it's it's great uh but like just the guitars in dead and Gerard's vocals are insane. We get like a really wicked guitar solo in it. Uh, I I just like absolutely love that track. It gets me pumped up. That that's all very fair. Yeah, I I'm not gonna argue with you. I mean, instrumentally, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy what they do in that song. It's just like it's but, such a, a strong. It it's not really the opening number because the opening number is is the end, but it kind of acts as like a climax to the opening number because of how well the two of them go into each other. Yeah, and what's weird is Dead grows on me. Like that song, for some reason, when I first heard it, I started listening to MCR when I was in grade ten. Okay. Yeah. Black Parade was the first album I ever listened to of theirs, so I went out of order. Yeah. And I don't know why I hated Dead. I thought the song just broke up how excited I was for the third track to come on, which I think is how I disappear. I could be wrong. I think you're I should right. have probably put more prep into this, but if it's not, it's that, growing it's on the me. Sharpest lives, and both those songs are great as well. Yeah, exactly. I so I don't know why I just hated it, but over time, as I've gone older and wiser, I've started to enjoy it more. But I can still admit to the guitar work in that song is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's great. What's your number three, Jake? From the same album. (laughs) (laughs) Famous Last Words. That's another solid track. And although it is number three on this list, if if we, let's say, did a list of the greatest album closers of all time, this would be probably in the top five for me. Because this is the perfect closing. It gives closure to the album. This live, from what I've seen on YouTube, is amazing. Yeah. And we're not going to count Blood as the closing because it's a hidden track. Trust me, I'd love to count it, but I can't. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. Let's Gallons not talk of about the stuff. That. It's so... F- did I ever tell you how I found that song? No, you never did. Let's hear it. So I was in the car with my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was showing her uh, famous last words. Yeah. And after that song ended, which, by the way, she didn't care about, (laughs) she didn't care for any of it, all of a sudden, all we hear is, after like a minute, we enjoy your complete cooperation. (laughs) And me and my mom were at a red light, and we were so confused, we like looked at each other, then looked at the CD player, and it said like track 15. Yeah. (laughs) And we were so confused. You found the hidden track. Maybe one of the hypest moments ever? Yeah, it is super exciting. And funny enough, it's Josh Mensfeld's favorite song on that album. Is Blood? 
Well, it's first or second, I forget. He's always going <laughs> on that one or the other one. All right. Because believe it or not, we listened to Black Parade a few days ago together. Man, I like how your number three was Famous Last Words, and we've spent more time talking about blood. <laughs> we could do a whole show about blood. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is one that's already been on your list. It's The Ghost of You. Wow. I, I like that, Ryan. I mean, like, it's like you said, it's just a great song. I love the song. And also, uh, I only own one MCR shirt, and it's a Ghost of You shirt. It's got, like, a skull emblem in the middle with, like, a little army cap on it. And it's got, uh, like, the army patches on the sleeve, but they're upside down. It's a really cool shirt. You've probably seen me wear it before, too. I have multiple times. Yeah. It's like it's one of my favorite shirts, and uh, and like when I found it, like already I already had this really deep appreciation for the Ghost of You, and I had never in my life seen a Ghost of You like themed shirt before. It's always you know one of the other really big songs because uh, Ghost of You also kind of gets like swept under the rug, even though it was a single and it got a music video. It's not as popular as Helena or I'm Not Okay. If you pulled MCR fans for what their favorite songs are, it would, or sorry, not favorite songs, the known songs, it'd probably be, to like casual fans, it'd probably be a little down the list. Yeah, but it's... Sorry, it's, there were a lot of words mumbled there. <laughs> it, it's a great song, and, and like, just the, the connection where I was actually able to find a shirt for the, the like, about the song that I really liked, uh, re- real special to me. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all, and again, it's... It's a weird song because it's an anti-war song on an album not about that. Yeah. And uh, it it's really MCR truly stepping outside the box, which is when I think their music is at its best. When they almost go beyond pop punk and get way more creative than what we thought was possible. Yeah, they're they're really good at kind of subverting your expectations that way. Exactly, which is my top two songs do that exactly. So my number two is Early Sunsets Over Monroeville. Off of Bullets. Yes. You're probably surprised this isn't number one because of how much I talk about this song. (laughs) But this song's inspired by Dawn of the Dead. It's uh, basically about like zombie apocalypse survivors and someone gets infected and they have to kill them. Yeah. So it's incredibly dark even though it it's one of those songs that sounds happier than it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think MCR ever had more emotion in a song than this one. Which is tough for me to say, but there's so much in Gerard's voice while he's screaming his lines. There's so much in what he's saying. I don't know why. This song just sounds so genuine. It's just raw. It's underproduced. It's genuine. It's... I don't know, everything with what he says just connects with me. And I'm very surprised I would call this song underrated, but so many lists have it in their top 10 or top 20 that I can't. Yeah, anytime I I talk to someone who is a fan of I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love, uh, they always shout out this song. Exactly, so it's it's not really underrated. I wish they'd play this live again. If when they do get back together, hopefully they do, but they probably won't. Let's be real. Uh, well, I mean, like they are back together. I know, but what I'm saying is they're gonna play like the Black Parade stuff and the Three Cheers stuff because that's what's gonna make the money. Probably. Well, that's what people want to listen to. Stuff off Danger Days too. 
Ryan, the weebs like me, we, we, they don't need to pander to us because we'll buy their stuff either, either way. <laughs> I got but, you. uh, what's your number? Well, I guess your number one. What's the, yeah, is it she, Black Parade? It, it is Welcome to the Black Parade. I mean, like, it, it's probably, I mean, it's a, such a basic pick because it's, like, probably their biggest song, right? By far. Well, commercially, it's their most successful as well. It charted yeah. high. It's it's one where like if I'm listening to the radio and I hear that piano key at the beginning, it's like that that is the, I get even more excited than when I he, hear I'm not okay, you know. It it's for it, sure because I know what's happening and and I know you said you're not a huge fan of the like the climax of the song. I personally absolutely love it. It's like I think the song builds really well. And, and it climaxes really well, and like the end is really cool with like the marching band going off into the distance. Uh, the music, music video, video was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's if, it's if just can... a great song, and and I love, I I love the guitar work on it, and I want to say that there is a radio version of this song uh, that most radio stations use because the song itself is pretty old, and so uh, for, from the inside. Or, or the song itself is pretty long. It's like over five minutes, I think. If uh, correct, yeah. So, so in, in the world of radio, uh, you don't want to have a whole lot of songs in your library that are that long because you you it's going to make it more difficult to time out the hours and make sure things stay on schedule. You want shorter songs. So uh, the the big like drum climax before uh, like the guitars really come like ripping in real fast and, and, and like the pace picks up you, you know like there's this huge kind of build up uh yeah with the drums. i know exactly yes. uh, that's like totally cut out of the radio version for time and you like that or don't like it i don't like it okay i'd agree i've never heard the song on the radio i'll be honest yeah I, it's like i love the song and i love hearing it on the radio but that always like disappoints me a little because i hear like the guitars like getting ready for the you know the big like drum thing and then yeah and then it's just they go right into it and i'm like uh at, at the very least yeah it sounds good like it sounds like it's per- meant to be performed that way but because i've listened to the album so many times and listened to the the real version so many times that's what i'm expecting but and if i may i mean it's also... my favorite song by them if I may also give this song props, although I might not love the climax, I absolutely love the concept of it. Oh, so, yeah. I like how the climax is basically him going from life to death and accepting it. If I am correct, if we're going off the music video and sort of the theories about this album. Yeah. It's sort of, at least within the music video, the concept of the climax is kind of him now he's a part of the Black Parade, correct? Yeah. I kind of do love how it becomes more upbeat with the acceptance of that. It does for sure. I also I mean very dark, very dark how I'm the song's dark. But... I also forgot to bring something up during Dead. Right at the beginning of Dead, you can hear the patient flatlining. Yes. And then it, it like it goes right into the song. Gerard screams and the guitars come ripping in with a really cool solo. Um, I just had to shout that out real quick. All right, <laughs> go. Now, the floor is yours, Jacob. No, 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 no. Before I get to my number one, I have a question. <clears throat> Let's hear it. And this is just about the Black Parade in general. Yes, like the album or What's the song. Your... 
the album. Gotcha. What's your interpretation of it in terms of the the album's basically MCR said themselves. It's about a character named like the patient. Yeah. And he's kind of going through every different song's kind of a different experience within what's going on in his life. And it's never explicitly said if he's dead or not. Yeah. What's your interpretation of the album? I'm very curious for that. If you can fit this in within like five minutes. Well, it's interesting because uh, with that album, they're they're like, they're definitely exploring like the process of, of dying and kind of like, you know, what the afterlife might be like as well. Um, I mean, there's a lot of speculation around if the, if the protagonist actually dies, uh, I would imagine, uh, that the protagonist does just because we know from cancer that he's got cancer and, uh, you know, survival rates aren't exactly great for that. Uh, but also he kind of, he kind of, at the end, he sounds a little bit like at peace with it. Um... You know he's he's worried about the people around him and how they're they're gonna take it. It's it's, I I don't think I I think when when people are are trying to figure out if the patient is dead or not by the end, they're kind of missing the point. It's kind of more about the journey, you know, and exploring those themes along the way. Folks, this is why I bring smart people on the show. This guy's a genius. <laughs> he just broke down the Black Parade better than anyone on Reddit. Ah, uh, wow, Ryan, you really blew my mind on that one uh <laughs> thank you see i've always looked at it that it was obvious he died because at the end the last song is called like famous last words yeah and as it's like kind of fading out it's like i am not afraid to keep on living i am not afraid to walk this world alone whatever yeah. it is Do you know what i mean that's most likely i might have butchered i would imagine that those lines are coming from like the people who are close to him, you know, the coming to terms with the fact that he's gone uh, and he's in a better place now that he's not suffering and, and and you have to have the courage to kind of move on with your life, you know? Yeah, that's how I've always kind of seen it in a sense too. So, yeah. But part, part the of the obvious. beauty of this music is that it can be interpreted so many different ways. So we're, 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 not, <laughs> we're not saying that our way is like the definitive way you should listen to the Black Parade. It, it's such a unique album that's like, uh, just like an experience to listen to front to back. All right, Ryan, I like that you said that before we got attacked <laughs> by the hordes of MCR fans that got you the covered. patients alive. Thanks, buddy. Anyways, we won't be giving out addresses this episode. <laughs> uh, so my number one, do you know what it is, Ryan? I don't actually. Dude, do you want to take a guess? <sighs> Because I'm surprised you don't know it, because I do talk about this song a lot, but maybe not as much as Early Sunsets over Monroeville. Is it uh, Skylines and Turnstiles? You're on the right track, but no. Alright, tell me what it is. The song's called Mama. Oh, Mama. From uh, the Black Parade, which I'm very surprised didn't crack your top ten, and I'll tell you why. Because I think this song is almost a more impactful, better Ghost of You song. It is in a terms very of, interesting an, track. Like, Mama's an anti-war song. It's, in my opinion, the darkest song on the whole Black Parade album by far. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, like, it's, eerie as well. Yes. This song, if you play this, 
with like someone else in your car will probably feel a little bit uncomfortable. I still feel a little bit uncomfortable listening listening to the song. <laughs> exactly. This is not a happy song. No. This is in fact I think again, it's not supposed to be a happy song at all, but I don't know why it's so brilliant. Just the opening, like the lines are like mama, we all go to hell. And the song's from, like, the perspective of a soldier who's kind of coming to terms with... At least this is my interpretation of it. I gotta say that. So then, again, as Ryan said, you can have your own interpretation of it. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like a soldier who's kind of... It's almost like guilt. And almost like... Unfortunately, in war, as we know, sometimes bad things have to be done. And especially when killing is the purpose of it. Yeah. For our freedom and stuff. It's just... Again, it's an uncomfortable song. It's tough to listen to sometimes. And I have to say, when, like, the mother in the part where, like, the female vocalist has, like, her two lines. Yes. That is so out of left field. And it's so not MCR. And it's so just beyond anything else they've done that scene. Then with the kind of, like, you know how it sounds almost like those, you know those noise machines that turn like a crank? Yeah. When those noises start coming after the female vocalist goes, it's almost like, what am I listening to? In <laughs> the music box, I think that's what you're looking for. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. That song is wild. And I'm surprised it didn't crack your top ten. Yeah, I, I will give it an honorable mention now, though. It's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, well, is there any any other debate points you want to talk about, or uh, no, you the know floor what? is yours if you have anything left to say, Ryan? I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's, it's real fun. I know we're usually whenever you and I are doing a podcast, we're arguing about football, so it's it's fun to talk about something else for a different, uh, like a a change of pace, especially when it's it's a band that the two of us, the two of us both, uh, are are really big fans of. Yeah, I think in the future, too, for a third and ten, I think we should do a Green Day top ten with Liam. Because <laughs> I think that would be very interesting, where we differ with Green Day. I don't know if Liam would be down for that, <laughs> but we'll I see. I thought he liked Green Day. Yeah, he's kind of hitting or miss on Or does he not? Them. He likes a lot of their older stuff. Yeah, because that's their only stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, my top ten is going to throw a real wrench into your plans for Green Day. That's okay, champ. Uh, well, do you have anything you want to plug or? Uh... Uh, yeah, just at uh, Third and Ten Show on Facebook and Instagram, so you can keep uh, updated with uh, that show um, with uh, me, Liam, and Jacob. And also, if you want to follow my uh, my radio career, at uh, Live with Ryan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can also see all kinds of content that I'm putting up on uh, on our radio station's Facebook page at Y108 Rocks. And I also do want to say this. Ryan is the hottest man in radio. <laughs> so that's why you got to follow him, just for that. I'm not the hottest man in radio, but I appreciate the plug. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. God bless, praise Christ, and uh, hopefully you watch next episode. You just listened to Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you listen again. Until then, God bless, praise Christ, and thank you for listening to the show.